0: Welcome to episode three, I'm Brad, here with my co-host Ben, um, and on today's episode, um, we've got Alex Sikoe from Intech, a software
1: engineer, and we're going to be talking about remote work. Welcome to the show, Alex.
2: Awesome, thanks for inviting me, guys.
1: You're more than welcome. So, do you want to start off by just kind of telling us a little bit about, I guess, your work situation and where you work, it's, it's Intech, like, what, what does Intech do? Uh,
2: what are you, Intech? Um, Intech is... a uh, a company that has been operating in the oil and gas industrial space for the past 30 years. Uh, and they decided to spin off, let's say, a separate company uh, to build a new product uh, to bring, uh, let's say, cutting edge technologies for data analysis to big industrial players. Uh, so, I am part of their spin-off company, essentially.
1: Do you want to just expand a bit on your, your actual role in the company? Like, you what, what, um, your day in,
2: day out? My actual role is a remote working role. Uh, I'm a full-time remote worker. Um, so, uh, we we started off the, the branch in London uh, for the reason of uh, being able to tap into the talent that London has to offer in terms of software development and, uh, I would say, also uh, data science. Uh, so obviously, I'm the first hire here, uh, and my role is—I would say I'm, I'm kind of like a, a more senior engineer in the in the team. The development team is in Pakistan, uh, but I am, I'm I'm just a software developer. I, I have to commit code, uh, I have to participate in uh, pull requests and review other people's code, uh, and you know, deploy stuff, make stuff run. Uh, once we start expanding in London a bit more, I'll probably take on a more like a leadership role here uh for the start at least to 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 set up the office more here
1: okay cool and i mean you you like you touch upon the remote a lot which is which is really interesting we'll get into that in a bit but i mean what what kind of led to your role like what what's your background
2: super quick uh i am originally from Romania i studied uh in the u k uh so i did a uh, Master in Engineering, uh, in Electronics and Computer Engineering. Uh, So I started off uh, in research, actually. So I was working for CERN, uh, which is a large physics institute uh, facility in Switzerland. Uh, And then I I moved to London because, uh, you know, London had an explosion of startups and innovation. uh, And you know, uh, there was a lot of offer uh, here. So I started to to work for um, a company, for a startup company in London. We are doing consultancy and training and project implementations using. Big data technologies. Uh, so this is a set of newer technologies, generally open source, uh, which solve a lot of uh, you know massive scale data problems. And then I moved on into a larger corporation, here, uh and and now I'm uh, I'm joining this. You know I'm part of this startup, and we'll be we're building an IoT platform for the industry, uh, essentially.
0: Okay. One really interesting part that I saw is like a in that really brief summary there, the um uh, the sort of divergence was. Yeah, you started out in CERN, like doing research, right? Which is like, that's like the start of your path, coming straight out of university. And then I think you quickly said like, oh, and then there was an explosion of startups in London... And you just like, you had to be there. You just went there and started working for Absolutely, a startup. Absolutely, yeah. That seems like a huge shift. Like compared to what happened in the rest of your career, that seems like the most dramatic shift to me. Yes, it what, is. Absolutely. Like what pulled you away from research and towards startup in an entirely different country?
2: So research works with grants. I, I, I just had a master's. I wasn't doing a PhD. Uh, so I was doing, let's say, applied research. And you have a series of steps there in grants uh, that you can, you can follow. And at some point, those, you know, you, you've exhausted Exhausted all the hierarchy of the stuff you can do and if you want to stay into that domain generally you have to start doing a PhD and get really you know into the real uh, more academic research type of phase and I had a choice whether I, I want to stay in research and academia or should I should I move towards the industry and to me startups at that time was the thing uh, and I think it still is I think startups is still the thing for me.
1: Just to kind of take a different uh, track here. So you mentioned a lot uh, about kind of you you as a remote worker. So I'm aware that like Alex works kind of in the same, same office as us, um, which is shared workspace. So in a way, I, I guess you're always remote because you're away from the guys um, in Pakistan. But I guess also, I mean, there's that other element of remote work where you're away from the office so you're maybe in a different country or or you're working from home so dividing those two out like how often would you say you remote work outside of the office um
2: that's a good question if i'm in london i tend to come to the office more often than not because i find it's actually uh it's decoupling my personal life to my work life and that's important uh I do tend to make trips away from London for, uh, I would say, weeks or uh, up to a month or a bit more. Uh, And I tend to do that at least two or three times a year. Uh, So I do travel and I continue working while traveling. So for instance, the last trip I did was back home in Romania and I, uh, I stayed three weeks there. Uh, and it was a chance to see family and friends. Uh, before that, I uh, I was traveling in um, Pakistan and Nepal. Uh, and I combined that with a holiday as well. So I guess what I'm trying to say is it's the flexibility that uh, I tend to adjust as I see fit with time. This option of having the flexibility allows me to tailor it to whatever needs I have. You know, it might be that I don't want to leave London for like half a year because, I don't know, I, I just feel, I feel like that, that right now, but maybe after that I'll be traveling for half a year.
0: One thing I think is interesting is um, when you were saying to start decoupling home, uh, you know, home from work. Um, I, I agree. I, I see that very similarly. But I think one thing that's worth mentioning um, for both you and me is that we live incredibly close to the office that we work from. So you and I can both walk to work in, what, like less than 20 minutes, right? Um, if we've got like, a, like I mean, you're even closer than yeah. me. Um, but yeah, so for you, it's like, yeah, like less than 10 minutes to get into the office. Yes. I suppose it's really easy for you to be able to come into the office, right? Whereas, like, do you think it would differ? Um, like the same pull you have towards decoupling those, do you think it would differ if you had a really, really long commute? Like if it was really hard to the, get to the office, do you think perhaps you'd work from home more?
2: Uh, it's possible, yes. And I, I think also your personal kind of situation counts. Uh, so if you have other people depending on you, let's say if you have a family or children, I'm, I'm a single guy. Uh, I, I don't have people depending on me. So To me, the office is almost like a social thing as well. Uh, The trip to the office, being in the office, and I don't actually have to be home uh, much. As for the distance, you're probably right, also the distance has an effect, but I don't think it, even if I was like half an hour away, I would still probably want to come in the office as much as possible. I think you can be more productive if you're in a room where there is no bed. You know, yes. if you don't have a bed in your room, it's uh, you know, it's already boosting productivity. At least for me. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's 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 true. And I mean, that productivity thing is a key one. I mean, firstly, I'd, I'd just say that like I I am in that situation where like just for context, like we. Brad and I also work remotely. Well, we have the option to work remotely, and we do now yes. and again. Uh, lately, Brad more so than I do. Um,
2: but, I've noticed that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but at the same time, like I do have that long commute. I have a what forty-five minute commute into into work, and I would say that like on the days that I do have remote work, often it is kind of prompted by that commute. Not entirely. It's you know a mix of the productivity and what work I have on. But there's a case of like, oh, okay. I want to start early today, or I want to get a lot of work done in my morning. What's going to be the best way to do that? Is it going to be to wake up at six thirty and then sit on a bus and come into work? No, probably not. It's probably going to be kind of wake up at six thirty, eat my breakfast, and then get straight into it. And I think that does kind of impact it, but it also ties back to the productivity there.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's a lot about productivity and finding the sweet spot. You can also argue that being away from the same kind of office space, the same chair, the same desk will boost your productivity, right? You need a change. You need to look at something different. Yeah.
1: I mean, how would you say it affects your productivity? Like remotely, you mentioned that you kind of travel and you work as well, but I guess just generally being away from the office, would you say you're more productive when you're kind of remote working or or you're less productive?
2: Let me put it bluntly. uh, You're less productive overall, but you get better with time. Uh, so the first times I did it, I was less productive than being here in the office because I didn't know how to kind of manage it. You you just need to manage it differently, uh, and you need to be able to be a bit more strict about how you react to the environment because when when you're you're in a new environment, your your brain is searching. Uh, interaction is getting new information and you tend to be absorbed into this new thing but you still have the same workload to do and the same pressure to do it Uh, and so so basically you're splitting your attention in two Uh, so you need to be aware of this phenomenon Uh, and at the start you're not and you tend to you think you can do the same amount of work and explore new stuff and talk to new people and do new things Uh, but actually you you can't really do that Uh, so once you get that uh, you'll start getting better and better at Planning and doing your work in a, in in different contexts, essentially. Sorry, I just want to jump on a point there um, about being in a different environment. Would you say
0: that, that sort of you know the, the the stimulus you're getting and that sort of the split of your attention that's a negative thing to your productivity, right? Uh,
2: it, it depends a lot on the on the work that you do. Um, so I am a software developer. Uh, a lot of the work that we do, uh, there's a creative part to it, uh, but I would say most of it is grant work and execution. And for those, to be honest, every little interruption or uh, contact switch uh, will damage the, your, your productivity and your delivery. But that's only my case. Uh, I, I'm aware that there's a, a very broad range of, of stuff that people do. So it's going to be different.
0: Like, I kind of agree with you, but with the caveat that for me personally, I think a new environment is energizing. So in oh the sense no, that,
2: that absolutely, I will never, yes, that's, yes Yeah, so it might
0: absolutely. be that I'm more productive at work But after a certain number of weeks, that eventually starts to weigh on me And it's like, oh, the same environment again And that actually yes. saps my energy, which saps my, my productivity And so it actually then becomes more productive to switch to a different environment
1: I think what you were saying about like working on the same task And that switch, like making you kind of less productive, right? If you like have to get pulled out of it uh, And you're, you're saying like remote work makes that more difficult I, I kind of sit in the middle there because I'm 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 a manager, but I'm also kind of I also have that kind of creative side of my work. So I agree, and for me, it's fifty fifty. Like sometimes I'm like, this day is going to be better working remotely, or this day is going to be worse working yes. remotely. Brad, you're a good example of this because you've recently brought in your content days. Do you want to kind of describe a bit about your content days and like why you've done that? Because I feel like that's the opposite to like Alex's point where you're less productive.
0: Yes, I mean, I guess there is that interesting dichotomy of like, yeah, creative work versus I think you said it as grunt work before. So yeah, I I don't think I've really given much of a background before. Um, So I'm I'm a marketing executive at Chaser, but a large part, I guess, of of my remit now, um, thanks to my interest in it, is content marketing. It came to a head, like after a few weeks, you know, of of having this sort of push to do more content. It felt like I just kept getting distracted by the other little tasks that come, you know, more of that grunt work type stuff, the stuff that sort of has to get done, and it always feels quite urgent, but it's never quite as important. Um, as you know like the actual content that we're producing which you know will have a more long-term importance but because of its long-term nature doesn't you know win out on the urgency side of things um Mm -hmm. so myself um and and uh and and ben and our uh, boss david um we sort of uh came up with a sort of pilot run for um yeah these content days as sort of ben's described them so right now that's tuesday thursday every week um i i work out of the office so whether it be from home or a cafe, it's you know it's on me. But just being out of the office, both physically and digitally. So I shut down Slack completely. The only way I'm reachable is by someone calling my phone. So everyone on the team has Small my number. messages.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like carrier pigeons. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I'm going to send memes to him like
0: that. But. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's kind of like increasing the you know the the friction or increasing the barrier. Um, to communication between myself and the rest of the team. So that there's sort of like a, an isolation that can allow me to, yeah, put all the focus on content marketing for that day. Any other stuff that needs to be done, I can plan for that, you know, on Monday, Thursday, sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then on those Tuesday and Thursday, nothing new or ad hoc can bother me, right? Unless it's extremely urgent. So yeah, I think that's really cool. And like being able to get out of the office, get to a new environment and just actually psychologically, you know, flip a switch in my brain to, okay, today's creative writing day. Um, is, is really
1: great. What is a typical day for you when you're remote? So you're out of the office, yeah, but like, what, is, what does that look like for you? Are, you? are you sitting right next to your bed with a distraction, as, as Alex said, or is, is it something different?
0: Yeah, okay. So it is, it is actually early days. I've only done um, two weeks of this so far. Um, so it's still, I guess, in that sort of trial run phase. Um, I mean, David and I always discussed it as a, you know, an experiment to see if it would succeed. So, yeah, I can't really say there's a typical day thus far, but the one that seems most promising is um, you know if I if I get up the same sort of time I'd come into the office I do it quite uh, like to get up quite early and start work so yeah I think um, on these on these like remote sort of content days depending on which cafe I'm going to you know the opening time will sort of determine like when I start work that day but it basically is just getting up spending as little time in the house as possible to get ready and then just heading straight into a cafe where I'll just you know grab a coffee do a few little. Uh, quick checks like emails that sort of thing and then just like bam okay then the switch flips kind of I guess when the coffee's done when the last sip of coffee is had it's like all right, cool now it's time to to go and yeah I'll just I'll jump into a pre-planned piece of content I'll be engrossed in for you know literally like you know several hours and then it comes around to lunchtime and I'll just I'll get up you know go go to the grocery store to get a sort of cheaper lunch I'll duck back home because usually I'm working from a cafe that's relatively close to home. I think it'd be pretty rude to bring the food into the cafe. (laughs) So I'll duck back home and have lunch. Um, And that also allows me to sort of unwind and have a break from, you know, just being in that sort of engrossed state of mind, um, you know, on that one piece of work for several hours. Just sort of allows you to detach, you know, walk out in the sun as well is nice. Honestly, after that's sort of done, and, and work's ready again, head straight back to a cafe and do it all over again.
1: Okay, so your like remote work is very much based on you not being at home essentially. Would you say similar? Because like, my, my remote work is, is largely at home and I think, again, that's, that's because of where I live because it's a, it's a little way to get to a like, cafe or something. So I'm, I'm, I'm lazy and because of my reason, right? Because it's prompted partially by that commute. So obviously like I'm still adding that problem if I go out to a cafe. Like, I mean, Alex, what, what about you? Would you say you're so, at home? Completely
2: agree. Three people, three different types of remote work. Um, so, yeah, you, Ben, have a functional one where uh, it doesn't matter. It's, you're just trying to optimize time and efficiency, and Brad, you have more like a creative secluded uh, little, you create a secluded little creative island for you, and you can only do that outside of the office, so context is important for you. You need to be in the right coffee shop, uh, and you need to be kind of uh, separated from the other people for a while. Uh, And for me, it's kind of a a macro-level remote work, where I would take a month off and go in a different country, so I I would be the most displaced, uh, but I do this... You guys are doing it every week. I don't do this every week. I would just do a big batch of being away in a completely different country for a while. And I'm coming back to something that I think you said, or you said, um, it's energizing. It's absolutely energizing. So. Uh, when you come back from a remote working site, you haven't had holiday, but you feel like you're coming back from a holiday. And uh, and, and on top of that, uh, you know, you, you get to travel and see some other country. So it's it's different approaches. Yeah, and we have different reasons for doing it. But also our work is su- super different. So maybe that's the most important thing, the type of work you do. Yeah. Uh, and that will impact the type of remote style that you, you have.
0: To be fair, like I, I, I'm very interested in trying the type of thing you do. So yours is more like... Lifestyle enabling yes, remote work. Like you want to be exactly. doing this travel, and yeah, I'd I'd really love to do that. I don't know exactly what format that would you know that would sort of take place in for me, or what sort of length of time. I'm in a relationship, and and my girlfriend doesn't work in a role that allows her to remote work. Yeah, um, so it would be really difficult to balance that, right? So um, it's still something I'm figuring out what it could look like. But I would definitely like to try it, like short term, like to the, maybe the similar degree that you would do at some point one day. You know, maybe like anywhere between two to four weeks. Um, you yep. know working you know like the Monday to Friday but being in like a foreign country doing it I think that'd be really cool yeah
1: definitely and I, I wanted to go like onto a slightly different track I mean half of our team is remote the our engineers are remote but I work closely with and it took a lot longer to kind of develop good relationships with them as remote workers and that was with them coming to London every kind of three months and us being able to meet so I was wondering like I guess you're always remote as well in a similar way to them how do you feel that affects your kind of work relationships and your ability to kind of develop a like friendship even or like a, a work relationship there?
2: So I am the only remote worker in my team. So we have 10 people uh, in Pakistan and I'm the only one here. Yes, it's it's very hard to build a relationships. Slack is not a relationship building, uh, you know, facilitator in my opinion. It's just a... Fast medium of communications and uh, you know, until I met them, we didn't have the click. We didn't really have, we didn't have the trust. We are always uh, maybe skeptical from from some points of view, and it's also a cultural thing, you know, kind of Europe and uh, versus Pakistan, and I mean, the communication was always really good, and you know, super smart people and uh, you know, interesting stuff. But until you meet them in person, it's very hard. Once we met, uh, I realized that after after coming back to London and starting to work again, it was a different uh, interaction, different vibe. People were more responsive. Uh, we were pinging each other, not only re- solely based on work and, hey, I need you to help me with this. It's more like, hey, man, how's it going? You know, uh, Or sending jokes and stuff, which didn't used to happen before. So I guess the, the stuff that you guys do in Chaser, I really like that, because you guys have this thing where you fly in the guys a week every few months i think that's that's amazing we do it because because of the proximity you know we do it kind of once twice a year so i get i'm going to pakistan once twice a year my boss uh, from pakistan zubair he's coming here uh, every few months uh, and me and him have a very very good and very strong relationship and we're we are friends as well we're becoming more and more friends so you have to do these these things as a company
1: yeah and like i completely agree like i think that that meeting is key to like developing those relationship. Would you say it's possible to develop a good working relationship if you never meet the person?
2: Yes, but it, it's uh, it's not going to be. Uh, it's going to take longer, I think. In my opinion, I, I think it could be the same, but it's just going to take longer. But it also depends on the people. I guess. I guess maybe there's people that um, they don't value so much uh, the in the kind of like the personal interaction. If, if you just purely value the work and you only interact in, in that you know narrow domain of, of, of the work relationships, uh, then it could be that it's it's the same thing. For me and I think most of, most of the people are like this they'll will glue together much faster if we get social physical interaction and being together in the same place doing the same things
1: yeah definitely i mean there's like a range of tools that help with that you mentioned slack yourself it does help it's it's not the same but like being able to kind of this day and age being able to video call and like use. yeah
2: we use video yeah, we use exactly. video all the time because video itself is an impact even if it's slightly delayed then it's it's much better than just voice or just text okay so we use video as as much as we can in all the meetings and so, like, what,
1: what exact tool do you reckon has helped most with remote work?
2: Would it be a video tool or something uh, I will say, yeah, we use uh, Slack extensively and GoToMeeting for video conferencing uh, but I, and Skype. But I guess any video conferencing tool uh, would be better than, uh, than just, you know, pure text or whatever. I have, and it depends on the people. I have people in my team that, we never Slack. We just, the Slack that we send is, hey, do you want to Skype? Do you have time to Skype now? And then we we, we talk uh, live video.
0: I see There's a bit of a, um, like the dichotomy there being, I guess, like asynchronous messaging, like versus like, you know, I guess like synchronous video chat. So like to say it better, I guess, yeah, if there's something, a request, you know, you need to make of someone that they can just do at any point, like, yeah, definitely. Like don't interrupt their work, like throw them a message on Slack. That's fine. If you want to have a back and forth, like it's got to be, it's got to be video, right? Like you're sure yeah. you can have like an audio call, but you're right. Like, how weird a video to, to have chat. just
2: a pure audio call in this day and age is weird. I yeah. don't know. Like it's the video hard. call, like
0: you're it adds right? it adds the whole extra dimension of body language, right? So like with messaging, you're restricted in the sense that you're really consciously thinking about what you're typing, and it's a very artificial kind of way of expressing yourself. Whereas like when you're just talking, you don't have time to you know think about what you're saying. It just comes out like that's you. And then when yes. you have the whole face-to-face aspect of video calls as well, it's like you can then read and react to body language, and it just feels so much more human. Which obviously goes like you know like
2: leaps and bounds in terms of like building the relationship, building a team and the relationship with someone is is trust at the end of the day. All these things are extras. You know the tool you use, the way you the, the methodology. Well, this is this doesn't mean anything. And it's these little things that when you're remote, trust is. Uh, it's harder to build. So that's why these little uh, things matter a lot. If they send a message regularly or if they don't answer. If you send a message and they take 24 hours to answer, you know, it's not very good when you're remote working, you know, cause it's, you, you have less trust for that person, you know. So you have to be a bit more proactive when you're remote working with uh, asynchronous communication as well as synchronous and everything.
0: To, to sort of change up the tune a little bit, what would you say are, like the biggest mistakes you've made in your remote working like before? Like that, you know, you'd you'd sort of warn any newbie about if they were coming into remote work.
2: Not communicating, not using every means possible to show that you're there, even though you're far away. So using the tools, right? Because these tools have ways to do that. So there's messages, status messages. There's uh, you know answering stuff in you know in a reasonable amount of time, and just showing the team that you're there, and also being proactive, so helping people out. So. If you see that somebody has a problem, uh, it's easy to say, "Oh well, you know, most of the team is there; they can help each other out." You know, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna stay here remotely and do my my own thing. Uh, but you should jump in, you know, even if you're far away, you should jump in and say, "Hey, man, yeah, let, let's talk about. It. I can help you with this or whatever." If you don't do that, uh, you're you're going to have this separation. And again, it's back to the trust and the building of the relationship. Also, I think in this discussion, we're talking about remote work inside the same company. So everybody's an employee, part of the same team. There's also remote work in the context of contracting and kind of those people have other ways. So they, I know people that do contracting and they do uh, remote work and they have a screen capture program running and the keyboard capture and a constant video thing that records their motions and everything. That's crazy. So, so you know, there, <laughs> you are recorded, basically everything you do is recorded. And if you have like a pause of more than five minutes without touching the keyboard or doing something, uh, it's, it's kind of like a red flag and then, uh, you know, somebody gets an email and you have a... Yeah. That's
0: so funny. That's like the complete opposite of like the whole trust building thing we're talking about before. Yeah, that will just deteriorate trust. That's the least healthy no, that and is probably least productive work relationship you could have.
2: No, 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 no. It's, it's, you disagree? Uh, I disagree. In, in, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I don't think that's the way to build a team. But the point there is not to build a team. The point there is that these people get contractors... They need bodies to do something. You just want people to get shit done. It's right? Different.
1: It's different reasons. Different tools for different reasons.
2: That's how they do it. There's outsourcing these days largely, and more and more is done like that.
1: So that type of remote work sounds terrible to me. Like yes. I, I like it. <laughs> I love. I love the freedom that like remote work affords me. That is the opposite of freedom. Yeah. Um, but I mean, generally, like. As I said, I, I like having that freedom to work remotely when I want to, uh, but not always working remotely. Alex, you still working remotely all the time. Yes. Do you, to sum up, do you prefer remote work or, or not remote work? Like somebody coming into this and they're like, oh, I want to join a startup and they're looking if it's remote, if it's not remote. Would you suggest going for something that's full-time remote, partially remote, not remote at all?
2: I'll be honest with you. It's good and bad. Uh, and I think you have to try it before you make up your own mind about it. I, uh, I actually haven't done it before, uh, or I've partially done it before. I used to be in a consultancy, so you know there you were doing projects with clients, and you know you can do the project from the main office, or you can go to the on client side. So there's like a you know great variety of roles there. But here is full time, and the good is you get the flexibility, like we were discussing, and it's you know, you don't have to worry about being conditioned by, let's say, a certain dress code or interaction or whatever. Uh, but the bad is that you're, you are away, so you need to do extra work to be part of a team. If Again, we we're talking about the kind of reward where you're building a team, yeah. you know, all of that. And, and, and it's lonely sometimes. I, I do agree, you know, sometimes, you know, for instance, right now, it's the end of Ramadan and these guys in Pakistan, they, they have like a four, four or five day holiday, you know, so... Uh, I was, you know, yesterday Friday. I was the only one on Slack. You know, there was nobody. The status hero, uh, the stand-up updates that we do on Slack <laughs> with the plugin. There was no. I I was the only one giving it. You know, and it's like. This, uh, you know, ten percent of the team only submitted their messages, and that's me. I'm ten percent of that team, you know, <laughs> and I, I was alone there, you know. And shit, maybe I need help. Maybe something broke. So <laughs> another component that the colleague, yeah. uh, you know, deployed is not working right. And I have no idea how to fix it. And it would have been great to send a message, but they're on holiday, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that cultural uh,
1: thing is like a whole another <laughs> ballgame game. Like the guys that we have in Portugal, like what they get maybe 20 public holidays or bank holidays you call them here like a year I don't know they just seem to get an absurd amount of bank holidays yeah. uh, and they don't align very often like they're no, usually they separate don't. to us yeah but I think that, yeah, that cultural like difference is definitely a, an impact on your cultural market uh, yeah. and your remote work as well for sure
2: yeah remote work is definitely interesting and definitely worth trying out I think that's the, the message here and if you approach it in a positive way you can learn a lot whether you really like it or and it works for you or not it's, it's something that very personal
1: yeah I'd definitely say like I guess my recommendation probably biased because of my exact situation but I love the flexibility. Like having the flexibility to go remote work, go overseas and like work for a few days if you need to. I'm Australian, as is Brad, like I've been able to go back to Australia and, you know, work remotely to keep things ticking along. Tricky time zone though.
2: <laughs> yeah, tricky time zone.
1: But but yeah, I feel like that's almost like a that flexibility is almost a must have for me now in my job. So I definitely recommend like trying to aim for something like that for sure. I mean, it's just important to me now. Like potentially before I had that freedom, it was like, you know, I, I didn't know about that freedom, so I wouldn't have really thought about it, and that's just my life. But, yeah, since having <laughs> it, I think it, I find it hard to go back to a zero remote.
2: Absolutely. Problem, I'm the same. I'm the same. It's going to be hard to go back to, like, a very standard way of working. Uh, luckily, I think the industry is going into the, this direction. Think of the gig economy, right? The fact that a lot of the people do practice, and a lot of the companies offer as part of the, the package, like... You know, a couple of weeks, you can work from home. Uh, I've seen that a lot. I see it more and more in job offers. This is us, like relatively young people that don't really have families yet. But imagine somebody with kids and a family. They need that flexibility, right? So I think more and more, overall, at the aggregate level, I think companies and everybody will go to work towards uh, flexibility.
0: I have to agree with you guys. Like, I think that definitely the best aspect of it is it being an option. I I personally don't like the idea of um, full-time remote work, um, nor do I, yeah, like the idea of of having no option for remote work at all. So much like Ben, I hadn't had it before this Roller Chaser, so I probably wouldn't have thought of it before as something that, you know, I really wanted. But now that the option's there, um, and it's very much an option that I have control over, it's it's invaluable now. Um, I think it would be very hard to give up after having it.
1: Definitely. Well, we might leave it there for today. And Alex, it's been awesome having you on the show. Thanks again. Brad, obviously. Thanks, guys. For joining me, everyone. It was fun.
0: Yeah, this has been great. All right. Well, that's episode three talking remote work with Alex sikoe software engineer at Intech. Are you
2: pronouncing that right? He did. Yeah. It's actually perfect. Nailed it.